gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Heston, back with another episode here on The Truth, back with a semi-weekly MLB podcast. We did miss last week. I was on vacation, so we're back to the last two weeks in baseball is what we're going to be covering here today. If you guys are new to the series, it's basically our weekly MLB recap for each individual team the last week or 14 days, depending on when we're uploading the podcast. In this case, it'll be the last two weeks. Um, and today we're going to be starting off with the Milwaukee Brewers who are sitting right now second in the NL Central with a 49-42 and 42 record, including 6-4 and four in their last 10 contests. Had a series at New York where they won 3 out of 4. Had a series at Pittsburgh where they won 2 out of 3. Then they faced the Cubs where they uh, split 2 games apiece. And then most recently playing Cincinnati where they won 2 out of 3 games. For the Brewers, they have kind of moved forward in the right direction. They were kind of struggling to a period of time. They had kind of filtered around for first place, second place with the Pirates, Reds, all that's, uh, all those teams out there in the NL Central, but have kind of been playing some steady baseball. Recently, Corbin Burns got uh, added to the All-Star. Willie Adamas most recently had two home runs. So the Brewers are kind of starting to figure things out a little bit. It's, it's a little bit, you know, I guess you could say exciting is a good word to see, kind of them putting it together and having success and, different avenues but it's the same kind of milwaukee brewers baseball one guy as we you know just are reaching the all-star break here who i think's really kind of been underrated uh, has been christian yelich obviously when he first signed that massive deal he wasn't very good but he's been a guy that's been consistent for them had a big through and home run off strom and the cubs so the brewers are for sure heading in the right direction i'm excited to see where they're going to be going after uh, they reach the all-star break yeah definitely corbin burns on the pitching side has turned it around uh, two and O's last three starts, gone 18 two thirds innings, six strikeouts, only allowing eight earned runs in that time. Hare's only hitting 182. Colin Ray hasn't been bad, same with Wade Miley. Julio Tehran's early success with the uh, Brew Crew has slowed down. His last two starts of the ERA of 10.03, allowing 13 earned runs in 11 two thirds innings. Peralta's getting hit around. Adrian Hauser hasn't been bad. And Devin Williams is seven for eight in his last eight save opportunities. Allowing two earned runs on the one uh, blown save. And then on the hangs, like you mentioned, Christian Yelich definitely uh, turned it around this last month. Hang 362, 448 on base, four stolen bases, 13 rabies, two home runs, one triple, five uh, doubles, 16 runs. William Contreras hitting 327, a home run, seven RBAs, two runs, 10 runs. Just overall, his offense has been. Cooking Willie Dalmas has four home runs, six doubles, 12 RBIs. Like you mentioned, Yelich, uh, he quietly has tw- 21 stolen bases on the year already. The Texas Rangers are 52 and 39, three and seven in their last 10. They faced a series against Detroit where they split their two and two, uh, lost three out of four versus the Astros, lost two out of three versus the Red Sox, and most recently lost two out of three at Washington. They've definitely been slumping as of late. They're still holding on to that first place in the AOS. On the offensive side of things, Adolis Garcia, Corey Seager have done a good job, obviously, continuing to get the production. Dane Dunning's had a pretty solid year, especially for where he's been at in, you know, I guess, previous years as far as filling in that rotation. But Heaney has struggled. I know he had a rough start. I believe it was yesterday. I think he gave up seven earned runs. So he obviously has been struggling. I feel like Heaney is a guy that's up and down. But the biggest thing for the Rangers is getting some bullpen help and having consistency in the rotation. You obviously know the bats are going to be there. They got some of the best guys on the offensive side in that matter. But their pitching is definitely something that needs to be a staple. I think they have four all-star starters, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. So they uh, they got a really good team, but their pitching definitely has hurt them as of late. Yeah, as of late, like you mentioned, his pitching. Heaney is going to hit around. John Gray, 
Uh, they have Martin Perez. Cody Bradford's made two starts for them. Uh, he's bounced back from making starts be a bullpen guy, but he's been solid in his 12 and, two, uh, 12 and a third innings with a 2.92 ERA. Dane Dunning, like you mentioned, his last three starts, he's gone uh, 20 and a third innings uh, through, I believe, a shutout the other day. Uh, going complete not. I mean, oh no, he got pulled out right before the ninth. Sorry, he got eaten, eaten two thirds, uh, scoreless. Uh, but ERA at three and one, two and one record. Nathan Valdi ERA ran at three at eighteen innings with thirteen strikeouts. Does have ten walks, uh, with six earned runs. So, uh, just walks if you limit that. I believe they'll probably take off some of those runs in ERA. Like you mentioned, the All Stars they have Josh Jung. Uh, Corey, Se- Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and Adolis Garcia, all as starters. Seager's hitting 351 right now, two home runs, seven ribbies, six doubles, 12 runs. Josh Junk, four home runs, 12 ribbies, four doubles, 10 runs. Uh, Adolis Garcia, six home runs, 15 RBI. Daniel Lozman goes, seventh Louis Torres, Ezekiel Duran. Marcus Simeon has slowed down. As of recent, the power department still has good stolen bases, but power and an average have definitely gone down. The Baltimore Orioles are another team that's going to have a heavy dose of all-stars in this year's Midsummer Classic. They are 54-35, and 6-4 and four in their last 10, currently second in the AL East. Had a three-game series at home versus the Reds where they lost 2-3, then lost 2-3 at home to the Minnesota Twins before going on the road to New York where they split two out of four games there. And then they just most recently swept the Twins on the road. The Orioles are playing great baseball, especially as of late. I was able to watch you know, the series against the Twins, unfortunately, where we got swept. Um, you know, Adley Rutschman, a huge home run today, hit into the upper deck. Uh, Santander, Gunnar Henderson's really coming out to late. He had a very good performance against the Yankees. Uh, Severino, uh, he was 4 4 to start that game with two home runs. Five RBIs in the day there. So the power department for the Orioles has definitely been superb. Aaron Hicks has done a good job too. Rotation-wise, Tyler Wells had a good quality start against the Twins. Kyle Gibson looked a little bit rough in the first inning where the uh, first two guys reached base and cleaned a run, but that was dominant for the rest of the game there. So there's a lot of good things going for the Orioles right now. This is, from top to bottom, a very well-established team. And I think they're only a game, two games, very close to the Rays for being first in the AL East. And for the way the Rays started the season, the fact that they're this close shows a lot. I'm really excited to see the Orioles, you know, make their march to October and have success down the line. Yeah, it's really going to end up uh, to the pitching because offense, as we've seen as recent, is definitely going to carry them. It's just the pitching is able to keep them in games. Brash and Wells have both been solid. Gibson and Kramer have both been doable as four or five guys. As recent, they haven't been the best. Gibson is a 6-11 ERA and Kramer with a 7-2 ERA. Uh, overall, though, their pen has been really solid. Uh, Bautista and Cano have been solid. Cano has, I believe, did, did off three, run, three and runs with a home run uh, and got a loss. Bautista had a win, three for three on save opportunities with 13 strikeouts in uh, six and the third innings. Like you mentioned, the offense, especially in the home run category, they've been really well. Hitting really well. Adley Rutschman hitting 314, two home runs, seven RBIs, two doubles, eight runs. Santander, three home runs, five RBIs, four four doubles, ten runs. Gunnar Harrison has two home runs. Uh, Adam Frazier has two home runs. Same with Aaron Hicks. The Chicago Cubs are 42-47, and 5-5 five five in their last 10, got swept by Philadelphia at home. Then they took on the Guardians, lost 2-3 at home there. Then they traveled to Milwaukee for four, where they split, and then most recently traveling to New York, uh, where they won two games against the Yankees. 
For the Cubs, it's been an up-and-down season, but they've stayed relatively at 500 as expected. Cody Bellinger's had a pretty solid year. He circled a lot of interest from teams. On the pitching side of things, Drew Smiley has struggled as of late. Marcus Stroman, it feels like he's up and down, but relatively throughout the season has been consistent. Jamison Tyon had a first, or helped the Cubs their first ever win over the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, which I still find hard to believe, but an absolute gem of a, of a performance. Dansby Swanson did hit the IL, so it's kind of been an up and down two weeks. They're staying relatively at 500, but in all honesty, for a lot of the things that they've had, the up and down season that they, they've had, they've got to be somewhat pleased. I personally didn't think they'd be kind of where they're at right now, I thought they'd be a little bit worse. But they have some things clicking. They have a good rotation with guys like Steele, Stroman, and even Tyon, for that matter. They can figure out some things, particularly on the offensive side. I do think they have a chance in a very wide-open NL Central, in my opinion. Yeah, Stroman, like you mentioned, has been kind of up down as recent. Rough patch as of recent as well. The last, two, last three starts, 0-2, 7-7-1 ERA. Uh, four, in 14 innings, 12 earned runs, only one home run, but does have seven walks, 15 strikeouts. Uh, Justin Steele, since coming back from the IL, is 1-0, and two and two starts, 12 and a third, only one or three earned runs off of one home run, 11 strikeouts to one walk, which is a very good ratio. Uh, Kyle Hendricks has been solid, 3-6, 8 ERA, but being 0-1 and 18 two-thirds. Uh, did a lot of three home runs, but 14 strikeouts to one walk, so another really good ratio there. Tyone, last three starts, a 5-4 ERA in 18 innings, 9 earned runs, 3 home runs, 18 strikeouts. Smiley's been horrendous, 11-12 ERA in 11 and a third innings line, 14 earned runs, 4 home runs, 8 walks with 10 strikeouts. And the pen overall has been decent. Uh, there's some inflated ERAs just because of the amount of innings, but there really hasn't been a lot of home runs given up late in the game. Like you mentioned, Cody Bellinger has got a lot of Attention was recent, especially coming up. I hitting 442, two home runs, seven RBIs, three doubles, 12 runs, stolen base, four walks to five strikeouts, which is good for Belly because that's always his problem is strikeouts. Christopher Morel has two home runs, uh, four doubles, uh, does have 20 strikeouts. Nico Horner is still hitting a very good clip. Same with Madrigals and Suzuki. The Chicago White Sox are 38 and 54, three and seven in their last 10 contests. Had a four-game set at the Angels where they split two out of four there. Traveled to Oakland where they lost two out of three. Then they faced Toronto at home for three where they got swept and continued their losing ends at home most recently versus the Cardinals where they lost two out of three games there as well. Again, for the Chicago White Sox, for how bad the AL Central has been, there has been so many points of opportunity for them to make it to the next level and make a division, I guess, run at the the division uh, crown with how bad the whole AL Central has been, but they have just not been able to do it. Ben Detendi, obviously, um, he's kind of had an up-and-down year in injury-riddled season. Lance Lynn really had a good start in his most recent start. He didn't seem to have good starts when I had him on my fantasy team, but ever since I dropped him, he seems to be moving forward in the right direction. But again, for the Chicago White Sox, you think with the team that they're at right now would sell and try to get, you know, obviously stuff potentially for the future – but I also do believe that they are they still firmly believe they have a chance at the AL Central crown, or respectively so. They're 16 games uh, below 500, which sounds ridiculous to say, but for how bad that they've played, they get on one run, they are potentially back in the mix. I still think I would sell if you were to sell, but Chicago White Sox have definitely had a disappointing year. Yeah, I mean, I also have Giolito, and you could argue season Lenslin as a recent. The whole pitching staff hasn't been good. 
all year. Just a lot of, a lot of home runs overall. Uh, Giolito in his last three starts have gone 20 innings, eight earned runs, three home runs, 18 strikeouts. C still has the high strikeouts at 23. Did lower the walks to three within the 17 uh, third innings, but two home runs, nine earned runs. Total, Lance Lynn's last two starts, 13 innings, five earned runs, three home runs with 18 strikeouts. So the strikeouts have never been the problem in getting guys out that way. It's always just been a long ball, it seems like. Especially for the starting rotation, uh, Giolito, Cease, and Lynn, and even Michael Kopech when he is in there, all being power pitchers, they are immune to the having allowing the home run. On the offensive side, Luis Robert has been really good. He's been hit, having a lot of home run streaks. Really, he'll he'll hit a home run like every three for three or four straight games, and a couple of the games often he'll do it again. In his last fourteen games, seven home runs, twelve RBIs, four stolen bases. Three doubles, 13 runs. Eli Jimenez, three home runs, 10 RBIs. And I think him just being in the DH is probably where we're going to see him for the rest of his career just because of the injury risk. Vaughn, uh, Ben Tendi, Tim Anderson have all been very un- underwhelming all year. Same with Yasmani Grandal. Sorry. The Cincinnati Reds are back in first place in the NL Central with a 50-41 and 41 record, 7-3 and three in their last 10 contests. Had a three-game series at Baltimore where they took two out of three, continued their winning ways at home versus the Padres where they won two out of three, traveled to Washington where they actually swept the Nationals, and then most recently just lost two out of three to the Milwaukee Brewers. For the Reds, obviously the biggest storyline is the fact that they were winning a lot of games and are first in the NL Central, but Ellie De La Cruz still second, third, and fourth, or fourth, home, was it all in one inning? I saw the... Uh, the yes, the, it was. All in one inning. That's absolutely ridiculous. On top of the cycle that he already hit earlier in the, in the season, he's been obviously a very big focal point for the Cincinnati Reds. Other guys that are young, like Andrew Abbott's had a very good season so far for them. Uh, Will Benson. All these guys the Cincinnati Reds have, they're very young. They have a very good farm system. And on top of that, they're first in the NL Central right now. Could the Reds make a run at the postseason? I'm not too sure. But right now, they seem to be doing good. Uh, a lot of people uh, were wondering about their win streak that they had, what they lost. Was it fluky like the Athletics? But I think they are legit. And I do believe that there is a very high chance that the Cincinnati Reds could be competing for the NL Central crown this season. Yeah, I think it's their pitching. And we've seen these young hitters uh, so far has success. And when pitching's healthy, it should be really good. I know Lodolo is on the right track. I believe he's throwing bullpens already with the injury that he's coming back from. I do not remember... Why Hunter Green's out, I don't know if he's out for the full year. I heard some rumors that there's potential that potentially that's what could be happening. But Andrew Rapp has been really good, uh, has pitched really well since being called up. 18 innings, did allow eight earned runs, three home runs, but 26 strikeouts uh, in his last three starts. Luke Weaver hasn't been good. Graham Ashcraft has been solid in his last two starts, one and no, 12 and two-thirds, two earned runs, nine strikeouts in that time. Brandon... Williams has been a solid guy, 10 innings, 4-5 ERA, 5 earned runs, 11 strikeouts. Uh, Alexis Diaz has been solid all year. I mean, the bullpen, once you get late into games, has just been pretty good overall. Offensively, Ellie David Cruz is obviously going to be Bryce buying 290, 8 stolen bases, a home run, 6 RBIs, 4 doubles, 10 runs. Uh, Matt McClain hitting 279, 3 home runs, 12 RBIs, 3 stolen bases. Spencer Steer has been really good. TJ uh, Friedel, Will, Will Benson, uh, and Christian Carnarcia Strand should begin the call up. Vado, since coming back from the aisle, has four home runs. He's been raking as of recent. 
So, yeah, this team's just exciting, especially on the offense side, just watching these young guys play. The Cleveland Guardians are 45-45, and 6-4 in their last 10, currently first in the AL Central, had a three-game series at Kansas City where they took two out of three. Then they went on the road to Chicago where they won two out of three there, lost two out of three versus the Atlanta Braves, and then just won three out of four versus the Kansas City Royals, dropping the final game of the four-game set here today. For the Guardians, again, I say this every week, but they're a 500 team. They play like a 500 team, and they're exactly 500 going into the All-Star break with a 45-45 and 45 record. They did lose Cal Cantrell on IL with shoulder inflammation, uh, so that, and obviously Tristan McKenzie still on the IL. Shane Bieber, uh, it seems like he has a good five, six innings, and then he has a disastrous sixth or seventh inning where he gives up three, four runs. That happened to him again today. Uh, Emmanuel Classe did withdraw from the All-Star game, but that wasn't because of injury. He actually has a pregnant girlfriend in the Dominican Republic. Uh, so he wanted to go spend time with her, obviously being in the DR compared to being in Cleveland's a pretty far distance. So he's using that time there. I know there were some Cleveland Guardians fans that were worried about that, but he seems to be fine. And their bats, obviously not a powerful team. They're going to do all the small ball things they need to do. They're not going to hit home runs and score runs, but whatever they're doing right now is working. After the All-Star break, they got a hard challenge going up against Texas, the Texas Rangers on the road, so we'll see more about this Guardians team after the break. But they're sitting in first place right now. Yeah, and right now it's going to be the young guys, especially on the pitching staff, so carrying. Beaver has been showing, you mentioned, after the fifth inning, he's been, he gets hit around a little bit. Cal Quantrill being out, save McKenzie with injury. Uh, Aaron Savali has been solid last three starts, 19 innings, 16 strikeouts, only five run runs. Gavin Williams got his first career win uh, in his last start, last three starts, one and one, a 3-3-2 ERA, 19 innings, 15 strikeouts, seven runs with three home runs. And then Tanner Bibby has been really good. T- last two starts, 10, two-thirds innings, only one run, 13 strikeouts, one no with a .84 ERA. Class A has been solid. He does have some games here and there where he'll give up the long ball or he'll just get hit around. He'll come into a situation where guys are on and it's just – not gonna it just doesn't turn out well he'll get the loss or he'll get the hold potentially uh offensively med rosario's hitting 302 home run triple double 13 rbis nine runs josh naylor two home runs andres jimenez two home runs Quan and j ram have both been quiet j ram does have 11 walks 10 strikeouts two home runs for himself three stolen bases but outside of that the rest of the teams are quiet like you mentioned they they aren't a home run team. They're a small ball team as of right now, and that's how they're playing. I wanted to also put a quick note, too. Uh, I was meaning to say this after we talked about the Reds um, with Hunter Green. He is out until at least the All-Star break, which is obviously now. I do have him on my fantasy team. It was a hip issue. Uh, he had strained his hip earlier in a start against the Astros, and then he re-aggravated it, and that's why he's on the I.L. So for the Reds, having both those pitchers, Odolo and Green, set to return sometime soon. Uh, it's definitely good for Reds fans there. Meanwhile, for the Detroit Tigers, they're third in the AL Central, 39-50 and 50 record, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Had a four-game series at the Rangers where they split two out of two. Had a three-game set at Colorado where they won two out of three. Lost two out of three versus the Oakland Athletics, and then lost two out of three versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Obviously, the highlight for the last two weeks for the Tigers was throwing that combined no-hitter yesterday against the Blue Jays. That was obviously good. As far as their pitching set, concerned they did get Tariq Scoble back uh, for a recent start which is obviously good to see him back in the mix always got to get kicked right back they did DFA Jonathan Scope in uh, you know the final months of his two-year 15 million dollar deal uh, they did reinstate Alex Fado and Akil Badu and they did uh, the Yankees excuse me claimed Anthony Miss 
Mizzy Wichek off waivers from Tigers. I definitely did not say that correct at all. But for the Tigers, they're sitting in a precarious position. They have a lot of young talent. They're doing way better, I think, than anticipated. And again, they're wide open in the mix of the AL Central crown, even higher chance than the White Sox. So we'll see what kind of moves they make, if they make any at the trade deadline. But for Tigers fans, seeing some victories is obviously good to see. Yeah, the pitching side, Matt Manning leads the team in Angeles last week. Three starts, 17 and third innings, obviously starting off the combined no-hitter on the week in the 17 third innings. It has six earned runs, 13 strikeouts, seven walks, four hit-by-pitches, so control's been a little bit of a problem for him. Uh, Michael Lorenzen made his first All-Star game uh, to a lot of people's shock, uh, a little bit to my shock. His last three starts, 15 innings, seven earned runs, one home run, 12 strikeouts, one and one. Uh, bullpen has been solid. You mentioned Tariq Skubal is back. His last two starts, eight innings, 11 strikeouts, uh, no earned runs, as you're, you're right there. Uh, Zach Lang, uh, their closer this year, uh, has, or sorry, Alex Lang, their closer this year, finished out the no hitter. Did allow a home run, four earned runs. Uh, in his six innings, but did get one save, six walks, did five strikeouts, so another control issue. But I think one of the big things for the Tigers is just their pitching in general. Looking at this list, the past uh, two weeks, they've had 22 pitchers come into a game uh, combined. There's been 22 different pitchers to pitch in a game. Offensively, Matt Verling has been really good, hitting 348, uh, two, du- two, sorry, two triples, one double, seven runs, Three RBIs. Spencer Torkelson's picked up four home runs, one triple, two, three doubles, 11 runs, 11 RBIs. Uh, Andy Ibanez has been really solid. Uh, McKinstry and Javi Baez have both been solid as well. Riley Green coming back from the IL only has played two games, hitting 571, a home run, RBI, two runs, uh, with two walks to two strikeouts. The Houston Astros are sitting with a 50-41 and 41 record, 6-4 in their last 10, second in the AL West right now. Had a three-game set at the Cardinals where they won two out of three. Had a four-game set at the Rangers where they won three out of four. Uh, took the two games at home against Colorado. And then most recently lost three out of four versus Seattle. Hunter Brown had a little bit of a rough start, but I think he's had a pretty solid year for the Astros as far as potentially, you know, having a lot of success and becoming a potential ace or one of their main starters down the line uh, for the Astros. We obviously know Jose Altuve back to the I.L. with a strain left oblique, a different injury than before, but still it sucks to see. And, uh, yeah, for the Astros right now, they are seeming to make progress in the right direction with all the injuries that they've had um, and the consistency of the injuries that has occurred for the Astros. It seems to them that they're kind of in a good position, but also not because they just won a World Series. They'd like to get back to that. But I do believe they are going to make the postseason and make a run at the crown just because they when they do eventually get healthy. They have one of the best top-to-bottom rosters in all baseball. Yeah, Hunter Brown, like you mentioned, did have a rough patch his last few starts. Being 0-2 at the 6-2-3 ERA in 13 innings, he allowed 21 hits with 9 nerd runs, 5 walks, and 21 strikeouts. Only one home run, so it's just giving up the 21 hits isn't going to help you out there. Uh, 5 walks doesn't help either, but it's honestly just the hits department, just leaving too many balls over the plate, hittable ones. Uh, JP France has been really good. Last 13 innings, three earned runs, six strikeouts, was two and oh in that time with a 208 ERA. Uh, Brandon Belak has been really solid. Uh, 12 innings, two earned runs, nine strikeouts, but does have two hit by pitches and two walks. 
uh, with a one and one record. Framber Valdez, tw- his last two starts, 12 innings, six earned runs, one home run, 12 strikeouts, uh, 0-1 that time. Bullpen's been solid. Christian Javier has been getting hit around last two starts, eight and a third, 14 earned runs with four home runs, one hit by pitch, one walk, and five strikeouts. Presley's been six for six, his last uh, six save opportunities uh, with eight strikeouts. Offensively, Kyle Tucker's really stepped up, uh, especially with Jordan being out. He's been moved up to hitting the three or four hole as of recent. In 352, stolen base, five blocks, 11 strikeouts, but three home runs, 14 RBIs, five doubles, 11 runs. Corey Jolks have, has been solid all year. Jose Abreu has three home runs, 11 RBIs. Uh, Yenier Diaz has three home runs for himself. Overall, it seems solid. Martin Molinado, probably one of the worst offensive players in the MLB, probably one of the worst in the at the catcher position, does have three home runs this past week in 118. The Royals are 26 and 65, three and seven in their last 10. Lost two out of three versus the Guardians, one two out of three at home versus the Dodgers. Got swept by the Minnesota Twins on the road and lost three out of four at Cleveland before winning today. For the Royals, Brady Singer had a really good start against the Dodgers, going seven innings, giving up one earned run. Nice to see. Ryan Yarbrough had a good day uh, today for the the Royals, so the pitching's obviously been there. Sticking with pitching, the Royals recently put Granky in the I.L. with shoulder tendonitis, which doesn't necessarily matter because Granky has definitely been struggling this season. And the offensive side of things, they're just trying to do the most that they can. Had a little bit of offensive production today against the Guardians in the sixth inning off Shane Bieber, so obviously a former Cy Young winner having success there. But their end goal is to obviously build for the future and, and rebuild. They did draft Blake Mitchell with the eighth pick in today's draft to help kind of rebuild that uh, Kansas City Royals team. But it's been hard to watch Kansas City Royals baseball. Uh, they've just been struggling as of late, and there's really no end in sight, it seems. But eventually it will come to fruition. Yeah, there isn't much on the pitching side. Singer and Lynch have both been solid going 18 and 17 innings for themselves, each giving up seven runs, uh, one and one in that time. But outside of that, it's just been a mess, you could say, overall pitching-wise. Aurelis uh, Chapman was recently traded to the Rangers. Uh, Mayor Garrett, I believe, was just DFA'd the other day. Uh, so two of their top, or their two top uh, relief pitchers are now both gone. Uh, I I guess you could put Scott Scott Barlow up there as one of their top relief pitchers now. Uh, probably going to be end up being their closer. Bobby Witt Jr. has picked it up, especially uh, in the average for him three fifteen, two home runs, triple, three doubles, six runs, nine RBIs, five stolen bases, but still has fourteen strikeouts, two walks. Uh, Mikel Garcia has been calling up has been solid as well home run five rbis two doubles six six runs four stolen bases uh drew waters has been good freddie Furman, nicky lopez has been hitting better as of late but overall this team like you mentioned it's not fun to watch uh they don't really hit a lot of home runs they are they do still a lot of bases but they just don't manufacture a lot of runs either the Miami Marlins are sitting with a 53-39 and 39 record, 5-5 five and five in their last 10, currently sitting second place in the NL East. Had a three-game set at Boston where they swept the Red Sox. Then they got swept on the road against the Braves. Then they took three out of four versus the Cardinals and won two out of three most recently to the Phillies. For the Marlins, their pitching's been a lot better. Sandy Alcantara has had a, a really a down year. Had a really good quality start. Ended up not getting or getting a no decision, uh, going six and two-thirds, I believe it was, in one earned run. Yuri Perez has had a really solid year. They did designate him for assignment as far as it was like any manageability or something like that. 
I don't understand that move whatsoever. If Yuri Perez is having a lot of success in the majors, what's the point of sending him back down, especially when you're competing right now for not only a division crown, but the chance of making the postseason and potentially making a deep run? I understand he's still young and he's got a lot of improvements that he can make, but he's had a really solid year and has fit well uh, with the Marlins rotation. I'm not saying that this would happen, but if you were to get called up and struggle again, it almost is like you're messing with his mojo and something could happen, but that's just my opinion on that. Arise has cooled down just a little bit um, on the offensive side, Solaire. Uh, for the Marlins, I do believe that they're a team that you know is going to make a run at the postseason. I want to see a little bit more Marlins baseball, but they're definitely their pitching will definitely catalyze them uh, into the postseason if they do make it. Yeah, you mentioned Sandy has been has trimmed it around. Last three starts, eighteen two thirds innings, one and one, the two eight nine ERA, sixteen strikeouts, six home runs, three home runs, nineteen hits. Uh, Jesus Lazardo has been has been really good his last three starts, 2-0, .96 ERA in 18 two-thirds, two run, runs with 26 strikeouts. Braxton Garrett's been solid uh, over his last 15 two-thirds, he's 2-0. Two uh, Uri Perez did get hit around in one of his more recent starts. Last three starts, a 5-11 ERA, 1-2 record, 12-3rd inning, seven run runs, three home runs, 16 strikeouts. Uh, AJ Puck has been really solid, five for seven for his, his last uh, seven save opportunities. Uh, Uri Perez, like you mentioned, was sent back down. He has been sent back down uh, tomorrow. His workload since uh, since the beginning. Uh, this is his first time. Uh, this is right. Sorry, this is his first time getting to seventy eight innings in his entire major league career. So they sent him down for innings limits, but also with the. Uh, all-Star Weekend and all that doesn't make sense for him to be up. They brought in some other guys. He was going to make a start, so they brought in they brought they brought up one of their other prospects to uh then their sorry number twenty three overall prospect Sean Reynolds from AAA, uh, a left-hander. Uh, they re, they called him up because Uri wouldn't make another start before the All-Star break would happen. So that's why they sent him back down. Dirk Cooper, Brian De La Cruz, who. Luis Arise, uh, Joey Wendell, and Jorge Soler have all been solid these past couple weeks. Uh, Cooper has three home, three home runs. De, De La, sorry, Brian De La Cruz has two. Segura has one. Jorge Soler has two. And Jesus Sanchez has three. The New York Mets have been very disappointing. They're 42 and 48, 6 and 4 in their last 10. Had a four game set versus the Brewers where they lost three out of four. Then they won two out of three against the Giants at home. Won three games on the road, all three games at the Diamondbacks. Then just lost two out of three versus the San Diego Padres. Scherzer, it seems like he's good, but it also seems like he struggled. He struggled again today. Five innings, five earned runs um, against the Padres, including two home runs given up to Manny Machado. Uh, you know, Tommy Fan hit the I.O. Uh, you know, with a – sorry, I didn't hit, he didn't hit the I.O. He was moved from today's game with a right groin strain. Or soreness, I should say. Pete Alonso's been been slumping for them, so it just hasn't really worked. And again, it's for the New York Mets. It's just really sad to see because they have the highest payroll team, and they're not even five hundred right now, and they have no chance. It seems like of winning the NL East crown, let alone making the postseason. So they definitely got to use this All Star break to figure out why they're where they're at right now, and and find a way to be better because it's definitely not working. Yeah, it seems like when the pitching starts to come around, the offense is there. The reason why I say that is because just from Verlander's last three starts is 1-0, and his ERA is exactly at 1 at 18 innings, only allowing two earned runs with 13 strikeouts. Cookie, last three starts, 17 innings, 2.12 ERA, four earned runs, 15 strikeouts. 
Max Scherzer does have a 5.82 ERA, but I believe that that's more inflated from his last start. Uh, just the it was today, I believe, uh, with 70 innings against the Padres, allowing six home runs in total. His last three starts with 11 earned runs, 25 strikeouts. David Peterson has been good, but three starts, 2.35 ERA, 1-1 one one record, four earned runs and 15 strikeouts. Cody Senga in his last two in, two outings, a 2.08 ERA, 1-0, 13 innings with 20 strikeouts. It seems like whenever the pitching's there, which it really has been, I mean, outside of Max Scherzer in today's start, uh, everyone's ERA is under under 2.5. Uh, but offensively, like you mentioned, it's just been slumping. Uh, Francisco Alvarez, I think, has been their best hitter as of recent. Five home runs, 10 RBIs, seven uh, runs, hitting 293. Lindor's hitting 327. Fans hitting two. Sorry, 340 with two home runs. Uh, just overall, it's just been very quiet. Nimmo has five home runs out of the leadoff spot. Luanza still has three home runs for himself. But it just seems like this team can't put together, uh, like, whenever the hitting's clicking, the pitching's out there. Whenever the pitching's going, the hitting's out there. Sticking with New York, the Yankees are 49 and 42, four and six in their last 10, fourth in the AL East right now. Had a three-game set at Oakland where they won two out of three, including Domingo Herman's perfect game there in that middle game. Uh, they also took on the St. Louis Cardinals on the road where they lost two out of three. Then they put faced Baltimore at home where they split two and two and most recently lost the Cubs two out of three at home. The Yankees did fire their hitting coach, Lawson, after a very disappointing really season as a whole of hitting, but especially when Aaron Judge did get injured. Domingo Herman had another good day with nine Ks. Um, on the mound, obviously, his perfect game was huge. Nestor Cortez uh, did get moved to the 60-day aisle to, I believe, open up the door for Rodon. But uh, Nestor Cortez seems to be making strides back in his uh, back in the rotation. Carlos Rodon uh, finally made his debut for the Yankees. And, uh, yeah, Josh Donaldson's definitely struggled. I think I read a set where he has, like, 13 hits, 10 home runs, two singles, and a double. And I believe he's batting, like, 130 or 140. Not very good. Um, so it's been disappointing for the Yankees, but definitely a little bit better than the Mets, which is really sad to say. Yeah, uh, they're pitching. I mean, Herman with his perfect game is great. His last three uh, outings, 1.4 ERA, obviously the perfect game. 19 and a third innings with three runs, one home run, 23 strikeouts. Garrett Cole's last three outings, uh, 18 innings, 20 hits, eight earned runs. Eight earned runs, two home runs, 17 strikeouts. Clark Schmidt, 11 innings, six earned runs, 11 strikeouts. Michael King out of the pen uh, is their third leading or fourth leading innings guy with eight and a half, which is surprising because you have Luis Severino who's made two starts with six and two-thirds innings with an 18-9 ERA, 0-2, 14 earned runs of three home runs in that time. Seve is just hasn't looked the same ever since injuries which makes sense, but it's just a shame to see because he was so fun to watch early in his career. You mentioned Rodon made his season debut, uh, did get the loss, but allowing two earned runs, one home run, and five and a third innings of two strikeouts. On the offensive side, Volpe's come around hitting 327, stolen base, two walks, 11 strikeouts, three home runs at one triple, two doubles, five RBIs, 11 runs. Torres has been solid. He's been walking at a good rate. Harrison Bader, IKF, both have a home run for themselves. Bader does have 11 RBIs. Stanton has three home runs, 10 RBIs. Uh, Higgy has two home runs. And Josh Donaldson has four home runs uh, out of his seven hits. 
The Pirates are 41 and 49, 3 and 7 in their last 10, fourth in the NL Central. Seems like they win a lot of games and lose a lot of games. Had a three game set versus the Padres where they swept the Padres, lost two out of three versus the Brewers, uh, played the Dodgers for a four game series. That was an interesting series to say the least, but in that series, they did lose three out of four and then most recently losing two out of three to the Arizona Diamondbacks. The biggest thing for the Pirates was drafting Paul Skeens number one overall today. And that's really what I'm going to focus on because obviously they have dealt with injuries with Hayes and McCutcheon on the offensive side. But when you look at the Pirates, they're a team that showed with the Skeens pick that they do want to compete. But how do you compete? I think you get help on the offensive side because you got guys like Bender on the pen, Mitch Keller, whatever, and then Paul Skeens eventually into his rotation or wherever they use him as the Pirates. They need help on the offensive side and scoring runs. This is a very wide open division for them still. They were leading it at one point, which kind of begs the question. I'll ask this to you, um, and then you can go on with your Pirates breakdown. But how long do you think it takes Paul Skeens to get into the uh, the Pirates' uh, major league rotation? I think realistically, I could see him up potentially next year by the All-Star game. I mean, he's proven that he's able to p- pitch at a very high level. Uh, granted, he, has had, he did have success at Air Force, but this is his true first breakout year. So you never know how it's going to actually – lead up his next year uh, if he's going to be able to repeat or come close to that. But I, I could honestly see by next year if the Pirates are in some type of contention, seeing him get the call-up at least by the All-Star game if they come out uh, hot and they they keep players healthy and no one gets injured. Uh, so I think sometime next year, honestly, we could see uh, schemes up in the majors. But uh, on the pitching side, Mitch Keller, a guy, who, a product that's come through the system, uh, 18 innings, 2.5 ERA, 1-1 one one in his last three outings, five earned runs, 16 strikeouts. Rich Hill has not looked after the Rich Hill we thought we were. Uh, we're seeing earlier this year 15 innings, 12 earned runs, 15 strikeouts, probably what everyone more expected out of him just because he's getting older. Uh, I, really, I didn't really realize how long he's been in the league, but he's pushing almost 15 years. Uh, so it's kind of crazy to realize that. Uh, bullpen has been solid overall. Uh, outside of that, pitching just hasn't been that good this week out of, uh, outside of Keller, uh, which is how it seems like it's been every week. Offensively, though, Nick Gonzalez has really shown up. He's 312, uh, 13 strikeouts, only one walk, so not the best ratio there. But two home runs, one triple, four doubles, 11 RBI, seven runs. Carl Santana had the big walk-off home run uh, the other day. Three home runs, eight RBIs, four doubles, 10 runs. Jack Swinski, the guy who's still super underrated, hitting 310, stolen base, 10 walks, 18 strikeouts, four home runs, 13 RBIs, three doubles, 10 runs. Henry Davis doesn't have any home runs, so six RBIs, a triple, eight runs, uh, with five walks to 14 strikeouts. So overall, a lot of the young guys, uh, it seems like they've been making their way through the system, and we could really see a big impact on Pirates coming next year. The Seattle Mariners are 45 and 44, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Had a three game set versus the Nationals where they took two out of three. One, two out of three versus the Rays. One, two out of three at San Francisco. And then just one, three out of four versus the Houston Astros. Obviously, it's been the staple throughout the season. It's been their pitching that's carried them. Logan Gilbert today, Luis Castillo the other day had a really good start. Nice to see him back on track. Obviously, guys in the bullpen too have done a lot of good things. Colton Wong really did struggle up until that Astros game where he was able to – he made an error and then ended up uh, scoring a run, getting the the running the, the game scoring, I should say, going. 
in that inning there. Julio Rodriguez had a solid season. Excited to see him in the home run derby. And guys like Mike Ford, who has kind of stepped up to the plate for the Seattle Mariners. It, you know, for their record, 45-44, and kind of the success, particularly they've had in the pitching side, I'd expect them to be a little bit higher, but I do think that's good, knowing that they're kind of where they're at right now, and they're only going to seem to get better. They definitely need some help on the hitting side if they want to have any success, but let it go. Seattle is a tough place to play. You have the, probably the hardest travel schedule throughout Major League Baseball, things like that, and then where they're at location-wise. I do think it is a difficult place to play, and I think they can use that to their advantage down the line. Yeah, their pitching has been amazing going into this All-Star break. Logan Gilbert in 22 innings, 5 earned runs, 17 strikeouts, giving him a 205 ERA, 2-1 record. Luis Castillo, 20 innings, 6 earned runs, does have 4 earned runs, but 16 strikeouts, giving him a 2-7 ERA of, to be at the 2-0 record. George Kirby, 20 innings, 5 earned runs, four home, sorry, 2 home runs, 14 strikeouts, giving him a 2-2-5 ERA, with a two and one record, Brandon Wu, or sorry, Brian Wu, seventeen innings, four runs, one home run, eighteen strikeouts, with a two one two ERA, no wins or losses there. Uh, Anthony Munoz is two and two, uh, or sorry, Andres Munoz is two and two uh, in his last seven innings. Did a lot of five run runs with a home run. Uh, Paul Sewell has been getting hit around. Matt Brash has been solid out of the pen. Tommy Malone. Uh, Got a spot start, uh, went four and a third, one or run. Did have four walks, no strikeouts with a 2 8 ERA, but did get the loss there. Uh, Bryce Miller in his one start uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, went three and a third, two earned runs, one home run, six strikeouts. Offensively, uh, Julio Rodriguez has picked it up off the super slow start he had, hitting 279. Did have five stolen bases, no home runs, but four doubles. Six runs. P.J. Crawford's been solid. Mike Ford, a guy who they've called up as of recent from the Miners, uh, who's been more of a travel man, has two home runs for himself. Uh, Hanyo Suarez also has four home runs with eight RBIs uh, with 14 strikeouts. The St. Louis Cardinals are 38-52, and 5-5 five and five in their last 10 contests. It's been a disappointing first half for them. Lost two out of three versus the Astros. Then they won two out of three versus New York, got swept on the road. I'm sorry, they lost the first three out of four on the road against the Marlins before winning that final game. And then they won the final two out of three games at Chicago. It's been disappointing for St. Louis, to say the least. You obviously expected more. They've dealt with injuries throughout the season. Montgomery left the game with apparent injury. Tommy Edmonds on the I.L. with wrist inflammation. They've had some production on the offensive side, though. Nolan Gorman, Paul Goldschmidt are not other guys that you would expect there. But they're pitching. Again, it's just been brutal. Wainwright continues to struggle. Jack Flaherty seems to be doing a lot better than he did to start the season, so at least that's some optimism there. But, again, they're uh, they're really bad right now, but they're fifth in the NL Central. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they'd really have a chance to make the postseason, but if they were a team to, you know, make the postseason with where they're at right now, it would definitely be the Cardinals just based on how deep their roster is. But their pitching definitely needs some help, um, particularly the rotation side. It seems like a bunch of old farts. Yeah, the pitching definitely needs help. Miles Michaels had... Uh, a couple of solid starts as of recent. Last three starts, 1-0, 4-2-6 ERA, 19 innings, 12 strikeouts, 9 earned runs. Uh, no home runs, so it's a good sign for Michaelis, uh, who can be immune to giving up the long ball. Jordan Montgomery has been really good his last two, three starts, 1-0-2 ERA, 2-0, 17 two-thirds innings, two earned runs off two home runs with 17 strikeouts. Florida, like you mentioned, has really turned around. Last two starts, 12 and two-thirds innings, uh, 
with being 2-0, and not allowing any earned runs, nine strikeouts. Does still have four walks in that time with 13 hits, but didn't allow any of them to score. Steven Matz making, made one start, but two appearances without pen. With a 1-6-4 ERA, no, no wins or losses in 11 innings with 15 strikeouts. But outside of that, guys have been getting hit around. Matthew Wiebetor, uh has been getting hit around. Jordan Hicks has been better. Wayne, like you mentioned, is getting hit. JoJo Romano has been getting hit. Jake Warford. They've had 18 pitchers this last two weeks uh, make an appearance. Offensively, Wilson Contreras has been solid in the last 10 games because he's was benched because of a situation between him and Brian De La Cruz earlier this week. But he was hitting 515 with two home runs, five RBIs, six doubles, seven runs. Arenado has four home runs, 12 RBIs, seven doubles, uh, 10 runs for himself. Brendan Donovan, two home runs, six RBIs. Schmidt, Goldschmidt, two home runs, seven RBIs. And Jordan Walker has two had two home runs, six RBIs, two doubles, and five runs. The Nationals are 36 and 54, four and six in their last 10. Lost, I'm sorry, one, two out of three at Seattle. Then they took on the Phillies on the road, one, two out of three there. Got swept by the Cincinnati Reds, excuse me, at home. And then one, two out of three versus the Texas Rangers. Good performance today by Patrick Corbin. Again, he goes on these spurts where he looks like one of the better pitchers in all of baseball, where he signed that massive deal. And then he looks like one of the worst pitchers. And today he actually looked pretty solid, but he obviously hasn't been the consistent player that they'd expect him to have. Joe Manessis is homered in three straight now. Lane Thomas continued to have a good year. Stone Garrett recently just had a home run as well. So their offense has been there, and their productivity there has been good too. But obviously it's been their pitching, a very young team. They kind of were flirting with you know winning games early on in the season, but they're kind of back to reality. They did get some help getting Dylan Cruz the number two pick, so that's going to help them in the future. But I definitely think they need to prioritize pitching. I think they have a lot of good and talented prospects on the hitting side. Not saying they don't on the pitching side, but pitching can definitely separate them and help them get that one step further. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, Patrick Corbin had a decent start today. Uh, his last three starts, 2-1, and 3-3-2 ERA, 19 innings, 7 earned runs, 17 strikeouts. Uh, Josiah Gray saw his last two starts, 3-7 ERA, 1-1 one one record, 11 innings, 4 runs, 2 home runs. Does it have 5 walks and 1 hit by pitch to 14 strikeouts. The Mackenzie Gore got hit around his last three starts, only going 9 innings in the last three starts with an ERA right at 8. One and one record, eight earned runs, uh, one home run, one hit by pitch, five walks, thirteen strikeouts. But outside of that, uh, Kyle Finnegan, Hunter Harvey have both been solid pen. Uh, but outside of that, it seems like most guys are getting hit around for at least one or two runs uh, every like every inning or every other inning on the uh, on the relief pitcher side. Uh, Lane Thomas having a really underrated year still. I don't think a lot of people realize what he's been doing. So last week, he in 333, a stolen base, a home run, 11 RBIs, four doubles, nine runs. Uh, probably got snubbed from the All-Star game, in my opinion. Uh, Jeffrey Candelario in 294, three stolen bases, four home runs, 11 RBIs, four doubles, 11 runs for himself. C.J. Abrams uh, got moved up into the lineup. I believe he's been hitting leadoff or two-hole. As of recent, hitting 333, seven stolen bases, two RBIs, one triple, two doubles, eight runs. Luis Garcia has been solid. Donald Smith has three home runs. He's 271 as recent. Jeremy Nessus has four runs, 10 RBIs uh, off of his 11 hits in the last 12 games. The Arizona Diamondbacks are 52-39, and 4-6 and six in their last 10. Just lost the lead of the NL West uh, division right now. For the uh, Diamondbacks, they took a loss 2-3 out of three versus the Tampa Bay Rays. 
Then they traveled to L.A. where they won two out of three games there. That was a big series win against the Angels on the road. After that series, they ventured over to New York for a three-game set where they got swept and then just won two out of three versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Corbin Carroll, uh, he was dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury. He seems to be fine, at least in the moment. He's been playing really good for the Diamondbacks, obviously. On the pitching side, Davies has had a couple good starts, had a good start, really good start, actually, against the Rays, one of the games that I was at. Uh, Perdomo's had a good year. Lourdes Goriel had a tremendous game recently for the Diamondbacks. And this Diamondbacks team seems to have not necessarily – well, they made a big jump from where they were the previous years, but relatively had the same roster size. But guys are really starting to perform like Zach Gallon's been doing good. Davies has been doing good as of late. The pen is still a little bit inconsistent. I think if you want to be a championship team, you do have to improve that that nature. But guys on the offensive side, Cattell Marte, Corbin Carroll, Gurriel, this team can definitely be scary come October. Yeah, definitely. Like you mentioned, the pen has been very iffy. They're here and there. Chafin looked solid earlier this year, but as of recent, it seems like he's uh, beginning to hit around a more people are saying a little bit better. Like you mentioned, Gallon's been excellent all year. Zach Davies has been uh, decent. Uh, Brian Nelson has had his ups and downs. Tommy Henry in his last few starts is a .77 ERA in 11 two-thirds inning. Oil line, one, home, one earned run, which was a home run. Did have six walks but to 10 strikeouts. Not the best ratio there. But like you mentioned, I think that their bullpen, I think if they go pick up a, either a true closer or a couple uh, arms that they can get in the middle to really set up or close out some innings, I think that would very be one of the biggest helps. Uh, offensively, Alec Thomas has come around, used to be one of the top prospects for them, hitting 324, two home runs, three RBIs, three doubles, five runs, two stolen bases. Cattell Marte, two home runs, four RBIs, uh, a double and six runs, hitting 250. Uh, Lord Escurriel has four home runs, 10 RBIs to his name. Corbin Carroll, two home runs, uh, three stolen bases, seven RBIs, four runs. Did have a scare just the other day uh, off a of backswing. Uh, once he finished, he swung through, uh, I believe it was a fastball. I'm thinking it was a right shoulder that he had surgically repaired. Didn't, didn't hit the IR and came back, I believe, a day later. Give him a day off, I believe. Uh, but Christian Walker for himself has three home runs this past week as well. The Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball. They're 60 and 29, 8 and 2 in their last 10. Won a three game set versus Minnesota, swept them there, swept the Miami Marlins. Uh, that was a big division series win. Then they took two out of three at the Guardians and then won the first two at Tampa Bay before losing today. Look, for the Braves, it's been dominant on the offensive side and the pitching side. You got guys like Strider, Elder, just to name two. Then on the offensive side, they got guys hitting home runs left and right. They broke the home run record going into the All-Star break. Sean Murphy has been absolutely phenomenal for the Braves, especially at that catcher position. Acuna's been tearing it up. Guys like Rosario even getting filtered in the mix. There's just so many good players in this Braves team. There's no reason why or no wonder why they're the best team in all baseball. And I really do believe they're going to continue with that moving forward and have a really good chance to win another World Series. Yeah, definitely. Spencer Shire has been looking like the Spencer Shire we're used to. Last three starts, he's 3-0 and with a 1-3-5 ERA, 20 innings, three earned runs, only one home run with 30 strikeouts. Try Morton, 3-0 and in his last three outings with a 2-1-2 ERA, 17 innings, four earned runs, one home run, 16 strikeouts. Bryce Elder did get hit around in his last start, but overall, 6-1-9 ERA, 2-1 and in his last three outings, 16 innings, 11 earned runs, two home runs. He had one hit by pitch and 10 walks to five strikeouts. So not not a good ratio there for him to watch the strikeouts. Kobe Allard's been solid. 
Uh, Soroka, his last two starts, has gone 10, two-thirds, three yard runs, two home runs, but with two hit-by-pitches and five walks to 11 strikeouts. Bullpen's been shut down overall. I believe their combined ERAs right around two or just uh, just above two. Offensively, you mentioned Acuna still hitting at the MVP level. His last 12 games has five home runs, eight RBIs, four doubles, 13 runs, with seven straight with seven stolen bases hitting 353 with a 441 on base. He's walking like Juan Soto, having seven walks to four sh- strikeouts, which has been his big thing is the strikeouts. Uh, earlier in his career, granted, he was great earlier in his career. He's still early in his career, but that was probably one of the biggest knocks on him. Matt Olson, five home runs, a triple, four doubles, 15 RBIs, 14 runs in 353. Rosel Zuna, the Atlanta Braves, has two home runs, six RBIs. Austin Riley, three home runs. Michael Harris, three home runs, a triple, double, five RBIs, nine runs, three stolen bases. This offense just clicking. I didn't even mention Sean Murphy, who has five home runs with 13 RBIs for himself. The Boston Red Sox are 48-43, and 8-2 and two in their last 10, lost all three games at home versus the Marlins. Then they traveled to Toronto where they swept the Blue Jays. The Texas Rangers, they had a three-game series at home. They won two out of three. Then they just swept the Oakland Athletics. They've been playing good baseball. Obviously, the storyline has been their pitching, but Brian Bello, James Paxson, um, having tremendous months, really, and, and good seasons for when they've been able to play. That's obviously been good for them. Their offense has been solid. It helps that he did play the um, the Oakland Athletics, excuse me. But their pitching has definitely been, I think, the big contributing factor for the Red Sox' success as of late. Their bats are really good, though, too. They're very underrated. They're third in hits, third in average, fourth in on-base percentage, seventh in slugging, and sixth in on-base uh, OPS, excuse me. So they've been clicking. They're still fifth in the AL West, five games over 500, which is sad to say. But they're playing good baseball. They're going into the All-Star break, feeling pretty good about themselves. And I think they have a, even a higher ceiling to climb moving forward. Yeah, Brian Bello, uh, really breaking out his recent is a really good sign for the Red Sox being one of their younger guys. Uh, one and one record, nine, uh, one nine three ERA in 14 innings, three earned runs, one home run. Eight strikeouts. James Paxson's last two starts a one three two ERA, thirteen two thirds innings, two run, runs off two home runs, uh, ten strikeouts. Cutter Crawford, fifteen innings, nine runs, four home runs, twelve strikeouts, uh, with a five one seven ERA. Nick Pavetta has been solid out of the pen, showing that he's better, long either long relief guy or be able to just come out of the pen is a lot better. Three six five ERA. In 12 and a third innings, five earned runs, two home runs with 21 strikeouts. But outside of that, the overall, they've just been getting hit around. Kenley Jansen does have three staves in his last three save opportunities, but he hasn't been getting a lot of those as of recent. Uh, it seems like they're the game blown out or they're blowing guys out after the first like three innings. Offensively, Jaron Duran showing that why he shouldn't be on the bench. Uh, hitting 486 right now, three stolen bases, two, two home runs, two triples, six. Doubles, seven RBIs, 11 runs. Justin Turner, two home runs, 11 RBIs, 10 runs. Uh, Mazutaki Yoshida, two home runs, five RBIs, two doubles, seven runs. Devers has two home runs with 10 RBIs, two stolen bases, uh, three doubles, and six runs for himself. The Angels are 45 and 46, one and nine in their last 10. Had a three game set versus Chicago where they won two out of three. Excuse me, they had a four game set. They split that two out of four games there. Then they faced the Diamondbacks at home. They lost two out of three games. Then they traveled to San Diego, lost all three games. Then 
recently lost all two games to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They just haven't been playing good baseball whatsoever. It's been kind of sad to see for the Angels because they started off so good. But now the biggest thing that I really want to discuss, what do you do with Shohei Otani? I do think it is more on the unlikely side that they do re-sign him. So in my opinion, especially with how talented the American League is, especially with some of the wildcard teams, in particular, guys, uh, the teams, I should say, in the AL East and even the AL West, I do think it is highly unlikely that the Angels make the postseason. Why don't you go ahead and get trade Shohei Otani if you know you're not going to re-sign him and at least get some value back in that deal compared to just losing him entirely and not having any value. But the Angels do have a lot of difficult decisions to make. He's not the only one on the chopping block. Hunter Renfro's a guy. Uh, Mike Trout is injured. So I do believe that the Angels should trade Shohei Otani to at least get some value back because it seems to be highly unlikely they're going to be making the postseason, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make the postseason. It uh, seems like with Trout always getting injured. I saw on swing, it wasn't a contact injury. I believe it was a fractured hammock bone in his hand. Uh, so hopefully he comes back soon with that. I think Shohei, I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to be not willing to. I think they're going to be, they're going to think they're going to be able to resign him or sign him to extension, hopefully before the offseason. But I don't really see that happening. I think Shohei wants to win. Uh, and that's not going to happen in Anaheim. Unfortunately, in the draft, none of the pitchers that were potentially mocked to be dropped to them didn't make them, uh, like Noble Meyer or Chase Dolander or even Rhett Louder that were potentially going to go there. All three of them got picked three out of the last four picks right before the Angels in, in the draft tonight. Uh, but overall, Tyler Anderson hasn't been bad. Detmer's been getting, getting hit around, same with Sandoval and Canning. Uh, Shohei's been decent on pitching side. Uh, it seems like he's whenever the offensive numbers are really up, the pitching side, he's, he's still he's still good, but he's, his pitching numbers aren't as elite as you would think they would be. Otani, uh, though, in his last 13 games on the offense side, he had 356, a stolen base, nine walks, 13 strikeouts, 11 RBI, seven home runs, three triples, 12 runs. Eduardo Escobar, since joining the team, has been solid. Uh, Mickey Moniak has three home runs, nine RBIs for himself. Mike Moustakas since joined the team has two home runs and four RBIs for himself. And Hunter Renfro had three home runs and four RBIs. But outside of that, the team, outside of Shohei Otani and then Trout when he's healthy and Mickey Moniak, Mickey Moniak showing flashes, it really hasn't been good. And Joe Dell, I believe, was just put on the IR uh, the other day because of an injury. The Los Angeles Dodgers are 51-38, and 7-3 in their last 10, retook first place in the NL West, won 2-3 at Colorado, lost 2-3 at Kansas City, took on the Pirates for 4, won 3-4 games there, and then most recently took 2-3 games from the Angels. The offense has been clicking, you obviously know that. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, guys like that have been on fire. Another guy, J.D. Martinez, had a big three-run home run against the Pirates earlier on in the week to help them win. Guys out of the bullpen, Vestia, back in the major leagues, he's been looking very good. Had a big strikeout against Shohei Otani. Bobby Miller, Gonsolin, I mean, they haven't been playing Sapar, but it helps that they're on the Dodgers to get some wins there. Um, they've been playing all right on the pitching staff. Recently got Urias back, so the Dodgers are in a good position. I said this earlier on in the season. I was waiting for the Dodgers to get everything refiltered and rekindled, so they're in prime position, and I think they're in the best position. Moving forward, obviously there is areas where they can be better, but I think they're in a really good state right now. Yeah, I think it's just the pitching right now. A lot of young guys, right, uh, making starts, uh, filling in. Clayton Kirk, 1-0, 6 innings, 2 strikeouts. 
Only like one hit and one walk in that time. Uh, did get the win. But outside of that, Emmett Shaheen, who is uh, Bobby Miller, Michael Robin Gonsolin, I above 4.5. Uh, or sorry, 5.4. Uh, it's been their bullpens really helped out, uh, especially getting later into games. Uh, Brian, or Ryan Bra- Brazer, uh, being on the Red Sox, was recently traded over to the Dodgers and basically re- year with the Red Sox. And after that kind of fell off, but his last seven innings, 1.29 ERA, one run, seven strikeouts. He definitely didn't have a stretch like that at all with the Red Sox in the last couple of years. Offensively, for tear, same with Mookie Betts, 345, three home runs, 14 RBI, six doubles, 11 runs. But Mookie Betts, he'd been even more impressive, having hanging 400 in the fight, 16 on base, 13 walks to five strikeouts, two stolen bases, eight home runs, 17 RBIs, eight doubles, and 17 runs. J.D. Martinez hanging six home runs of 14 RBIs and two runs for himself. Overall, this team is in a lot of home runs uh, these last couple of weeks. The Minnesota Twins are 45-46, and 5-5 five and five in their last 10, second in the AL Central, got swept by Atlanta, took two out of three at Baltimore, swept the Kansas City Royals, and just got swept by the Baltimore Orioles. Very disappointed to be a game under 500 going into the All-Star break, especially with the roster that they do have. The biggest thing has been their hitting. Their hitting's absolutely sucked. Going into today, the Twins were like first in Team ERA, which is a bit surprising, especially when you got teams like the Braves for that matter. But their pitching's been good. Got Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez going to the All-Star game. Their offense has sucked. It sucked really, really bad. Trying to mix things up, and they haven't done a good job of doing what they're needed doing. They need to clean up a lot of things. The good news for Minnesota Twins fans like myself is the fact that our division's so bad that we are currently only a half game out of first place in the AL Central. They definitely need to fix it, though. They need to be better. They have a chance to redeem themselves uh, after the All-Star break, taking on the Oakland Athletics to kind of have a rebuild there. But knowing us, we'll find a way to mess it up. But it's been des- definitely disappointing as a Minnesota Twins fan myself. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of up and downs on the pitching side. Uh, mo- a lot more goods than bads, but the bads are just really bad. Uh, recently, Bailey Obar has been uh, solid the last three outings. 1-0 with a 1-8-9 ERA in 19 innings, 400 runs, 20 strikeouts. Sonny Gray, 0-2 with a 4-3-4 ERA in his last three starts. Uh, 18 two-thirds, 900 runs, 17 strikeouts, did have seven walks. Pablo Lopez, 2-0 in his last two outings, a .6 ERA, going to complete game shutout. And one of them, 15 innings, 100 run, which was a home run with 18 strikeouts. Joe Ryan's last three starts at 8-7-8 ERA with an 0-2 record in 13 and third. 13 earned runs with eight home runs, one hit by pitch, uh, 24 strikeouts. Kent Maeda, your boy, two two outings, one and one record, the two, a .25 ERA, 12 innings, three earned runs, one home run, 13 strikeouts. So like I said, the highs are really high and the lows are really low. Uh, but overall, there's a lot more highs than lows, so it's solid there. Like you mentioned, I mean, this is your team, but offensively, just needs help. We'll have have decently low batting average, but there is a lot of home runs. But not a lot of guys are on during the home runs. It's just a lot of uh, solo shots for this team. The Athletics are 25-67, and and 4-6 in their last 10. Lost 2 out of 3 versus the Yankees. Lost uh, 1 out of 3, won 2 out of 3 versus Chicago. Took 2 out of 3 at Detroit, and then just recently got swept by the Boston Red Sox. 
The Athletics, I mean, the biggest storylines, A, Brett Rooker is their representative in the All-Star game. He definitely cooled off from the start of the season. Uh, Ruiz has hit the 10-day I.O., which has been one of the bright spots. Absolutely stealing bags left and right. Pitching side, Blackburn's had a solid campaign for the, the Athletics. He got scratched from the start with an illness. The A's are just nowhere to be found. And, again, they're trying to rebuild. They had a good start, I think, with the draft. I thought it was interesting they drafted Jacob Wilson six overall. But this is a team that's not going to spend money. They're moving to Las Vegas. they got a lot of things going on with them. But the only thing good for them is they're a part of history, just on the wrong side of it, by getting a perfect game thrown against them. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of bright spots. I mean, J.P. Spears has been pitching really well uh, his last few starts, three Last three starts, 0-1, but does have a 2-7-6 ERA, 16 innings, 5 earned runs, 1 home run, 13 strikeouts. But outside of that, there's no good pitching. I guess Fujinami's had his best week uh, this week. Uh, out of the pen, 6 uh, appearances, 2-0 record, 0 ERA, 6 and 2 thirds, like I mentioned, 0 ERA, so no earned runs. Did have a hit by pitch, but 8 strikeouts there, so that's been the best arm out of the bullpen this week. Feels like that's more that's better for role for him is just coming out of the pen right now, uh, until he gets more comfortable. Then we could potentially see him come out, uh, and be a starter again. Offensively, not a lot there. Brent Rooker has slowed down, but did pick up with the home run department three and add triple, three runs, six RBIs. His stats right for the All Star game. But outside of that, Shailen Galeers has installed. Esther Ruiz had four stolen bases, but I believe is getting his shoulder checked out of on his throwing arms, his right shoulder from diving back into the base. Philadelphia Phillies are 48 and 41, six and four in their last 10. Won all three games at Chicago, lost two out of three versus the Nationals, swept the Rays on the road, and then just lost two out of three at Miami. For the Phillies, they're actually improving a lot better. Um, Jose Alvarado did hit the IL with uh, elbow inflammation. That's obviously a huge loss. Positive, Bryce Harper did leave after getting hit by uh, hit by pitch to the elbow. His x-rays were negative, so he seems to be fine. Top prospect for them, the, uh, for the Phillies, Painter, undergoing testing on his elbow. That's a bit concerning for the Phillies as far as longevity is concerned. But all in all, the Phillies are in a better position moving forward. I think they are near, if not they're in, a wild card position. So it is good to see them kind of progressing in the right direction, especially with the way that they started the season. But the biggest thing with them, as far as all the money that they spend, is being able to stay healthy. Got guys in their lineup, got Stott, Turner, Harper, guys like that to really carry the load. Their pitching also needs to be a little bit better, in my opinion, especially in the bullpen, and for guys to step up with a guy like Alvarado hitting the I.L. Yeah, uh, their bullpen overall in the year has been solid. Uh, but with Alvarado going, they definitely have to step it up. Uh, Noah, his last three starts, a 4-4-2 year rate, 2-1 record, 18 innings, 9 runs, 6 home runs, 22 strikeouts. Ranger Suarez in his last three, one two record, four four two ERA, exact same nine hundred runs, but did have three only three home runs compared to six to Nola, seventeen strikeouts. Wheeler in his last three outings, one and zero with a six six one ERA, sixteen and third innings, did a lot of twenty three hits, uh, thirteen or twelve earned runs, three home runs, twenty one strikeouts, and Taiwan Walker, uh, strangely has had the so far the best. Uh, two weeks with his two outings, a two and oh, three, four, three, three, four, six ERA, 13 innings, five herb runs of the home run, 14 strikeouts. Offensively, Alec Bohm coming back from the IL, uh, hitting 391, 440 on base, stolen base, two home runs, 11 RBIs, four doubles, uh, eight runs. Trey Turner, three home runs, seven RBIs, two doubles, nine runs with six stolen bases. 
Harper, no home runs, six RBIs, four runs, six runs for himself. Uh, Bryson Stott doesn't have any uh, big big numbers offensively, but he's hitting 325. Nick Castellanos, four home runs, 11 RBIs. Schwarber, two home runs, eight RBIs. Uh, and same with Ramuto, Marsh, and Sosa, but all have two, two home runs for themselves. The Padres are 43 and 47, 6 and 4 in their last 10. For the Padres, they had a three game set at Pittsburgh where they got swept. Lost two out of three at the road to the Cincinnati Reds. Won all three games versus LA and then won two out of three versus the New York Mets. Machado had a good day today with two home runs. Uh, Fernando Tatis had a solid campaign, especially the last two weeks. Same with Juan Soto, uh, getting a couple home runs as well. On top of that, their pitching's been solid. Blake Snell is really doing good again, striking out 11 and six shutout innings in a Padre victory. So for the Padres, again, I don't know why they're four games under 500 when you look at their roster. Musgrove had a good start today. Hayter's been phenomenal out of the bullpen. They've had a really good roster, yet they're still trying to find ways to win. I understand their biggest flaw was their bats and not being able to produce runs. Um, but I do believe that that is going to come. It's I feel like hitting the arc where you're going to go through a lot of rough patches, a lot of positive patches. For the Padres, I hope that they continue to have momentum moving forward and their bats do come alive because it's got to happen at some point. Otherwise, they're going to be going in this consistent cycle and then finding ways to continue to struggle. Yeah, I believe it's going to be their pen that needs to step up the most. I mean, outside of Hayter, everyone else has overall been getting hit pretty hard. Hayter's three for three in his last three save opportunities with eight strikeouts, did have five walks, but none of them came across. Uh, Joe Musgrove's last three starts, 2-0, 142 ERA, 19 names, three yard runs, one home run, 24 strikeouts. Seth Lugo's last three starts is 0-1, even though he has a 2-1-2 ERA in 17 innings, four and runs, one home run, 16 strikeouts. Blake Snell's been phenomenal his last three starts, 2-1 record, a 106 ERA in 17 innings, two and runs, one home run, nine walks to 28 strikeouts. But Garcia, Tim Hill... Nick Martinez, Adrian Morjon, uh, Tim Cosgrove, like all those guys, Brent Honeywell, every single one seems like they've been getting hit a lot harder than what you'd expect from the Padres. Uh, I mean, they have the firepower offensively, who's been very streaky. Uh, like you mentioned, Tatis, this last couple weeks, I've been saw a 288 average home run, triple, three doubles, 10 runs, nine RBIs. Man Machado, six home runs, 16 RBIs, two doubles, 11 uh, runs from Sif. Hassan Kim has probably been the most consistent hitter all year, uh, just all around. Three home runs, six R- RBIs, two doubles, 10 runs, three stolen bases. Bogart's hitting 242 home runs. Soda's dropped down, hitting 213 recently. Still has 12 walks with 11 strikeouts at the home run, seven RBIs, two walks, and six runs. But I believe also the name Slam Diego should be moved away from the Padres. I believe I saw something. It's been almost two seasons or a full year, something along those lines. It's 300-something. I don't remember if it's days or games since their last uh, Grand Slam. So I don't think Slam Diego should be able to be their name anymore. Your San Francisco Giants are 49-41, and 4-6 and six in the last 10, third in the NL West. Had a three-game set at the Blue Jays where they lost two out of three. Then they traveled to New York where they also lost two out of three, lost two out of three versus Seattle, and then were able to win two out of three versus Colorado today. I'll let you talk more about the Giants because that is your team, but I do want to talk about Logan Webb's performance today for his first career shutout, nine innings, zero runs, seven hits, and ten strikeouts. 
been a very good piece in that rotation. Got guys like Cobb, too, who are making an all-star appearance. Their pitching's been really good. I do think that their bats have been solid, too, and they've kind of really collected nicely. Although these last two weeks maybe weren't as great as the time before, they still are now putting themselves in a position where they're competing for at least a wild card spot. As a Giants fan, you obviously got to be happy about that. But right now they're sitting comfortably going to the all-star break, and like I said, their pitching has obviously been great. Um, their bats, I really do believe, are going to continue to come moving forward and help the Giants propel to another round at a World Series. Yeah, Logan Webb's outing today was phenomenal. Nine innings, uh, seven hits, ten strikeouts. Uh, but his last three starts overall, one and one record, 305 ERA, 22 thirds innings, 22 hits, seven earned runs, 26 strikeouts. Alex Wood, uh, no game started, but made three. Longer appearances, two and one record, three oh nine ERA, eleven two thirds, one four and runs, one home run. Alex Cobb making his first MLB All Star game uh, as a replacement, going one and oh one six four ERA in eleven innings, two and runs, ten strikeouts. Overall, it seems like the Giants have definitely moved uh, over to the uh, starter, taking a book out, taking a page out of. The Tampa Bay Rays book of the fourth or fifth guy in the rotation is more. It's going to be a starter, and it's just going to be a longer bullpen game. Uh, Tristan Beck has been good. Taylor Rogers, Sean Manai has been better as of recent. Camille Duvall, I uh, believe, made his is making his first All Star game. Going four for four in his last four save opportunities with eight strikeouts. So overall, it's the pitching that seems like it's been holding us into games, especially starters, and then late in games. It's more. Can the Giants get through the middle of the middle of the game with a if a pitcher only goes say four innings? It's going to be the fifth, sixth, and seventh. It's like who who are going to put in? Who are they going to? Are they going to be able to hold off the other team just long enough to get the later part of the bullpen? Uh, overall, JD JD Davis, I believe, should have made an All Star game just because of the year he has been having. Granted, yes, he doesn't have the counting numbers, but just all year he's been doing. It, he's been playing very well uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, well, sorry, Wilmer Flora has been solid all the years. Last week, he came 367, uh, home run, one RBI, one double, two runs in nine games. Patrick Bailey's cooled down. Luis Matos in 270 with a triple, but no runs, no RBIs, no stolen base, two walks, seven strikeouts. So it seems like he's cooled down just a little bit, but he's still seeing the ball really low. Brandon Crawford did lead the game the other day because of the Injury running down the first baseline. I believe he did something to his leg. I believe it was when he hit first base, he kind of uh, landed awkwardly. The Rays are 58 and 35, 3 and 7 in their last 10. Have definitely been struggling as of late. Took 2 out of 3 at Arizona, lost 2 out of 3 at Seattle. Got swept by the Phillies at home and lost 2 out of 3 to the Atlanta Braves. For the Rays, uh, Yandy Diaz has been really good. Wander Frank has been really good as well. They did lose Drew Rasmussen uh, to elbow surgery. He's out to at least mid-2024. You know, their pitching's been solid. McClanahan's been dealt with, with a little bit of a back issue, but he's been relatively good. Um, Zach Eflin had a good start against Arizona. Their bullpen's been fine, too. They have cooled off a little bit, but they're still 58-35. and 35. Every team goes through their rough patch. It seems like they're kind of going through it right now. Had to go into a tough challenge against Atlanta. They do get a chance to bounce back with a series like Kansas City after the All-Star break, but they are leading the AL East. I will say, though, that they should watch out for a team 
uh, like the Baltimore Orioles who are right behind them, who are obviously very hungry at uh, getting back in the postseason. So they are in a good position. Their pitching's really good. Their hitting's really good. Yandy Diaz is having a really solid year. I'm excited to see where this Rays team is going to come uh, in October. Yeah, Zach Eflin, a guy that we were talking about earlier just during the offseason, like why they gave him so much money. We're seeing why they gave him so much money. They saw something in him that we obviously didn't. Last three starts, two eight four ERA, one and one record, nineteen innings, six hundred runs, one homer, and twenty one strikes with a hit by pitch. So, uh, being able to just stay in the zone really well has helped him out. Tyler Glasnow, zero and two record, the two seven six ERA in his last three starts, sixteen and third innings, five hundred runs, two home runs with thirty one strikeouts. Taj Bradley got hit around. He had a really bad start against the Diamondbacks, I believe. Uh, where he gave up, I want to say, almost 10 runs. I think it was right around seven. And another start right after that where he gave out almost his equally amount of runs. But it was 2-0 with 11-6-8 ERA, 12 in the third innings, 22 hits, 16 earned runs, six home runs, four walks to nine strikeouts. Yuri Trias has been solid uh, coming out of the pen. Uh, Sean Armstrong has been good. Zach Lytle has been one of those guys who's been – Coming, who's ma- been making those spot starts, been the starter guy uh, as of recent. Shane McClendon, like you mentioned, has been doing some lower back stuff uh, as one start before getting put onto the IL. Did I don't believe he made. I don't know. I'm quite sure if he made to the IL or they just moved him, uh, just take him out of the rotation. But three innings, four runs, one home run, three walks to one strikeout. Offensively, Yandy Diaz has been really solid. Franco's cooled off. Isaac Perez and Luke Rayleigh have uh, both been hanging for a lot of power as of recent. Same with Randy Rosarina. Toronto Blue Jays are 50 and 41, 6 and 4 in their last 10, won 2 out of 3 versus the Giants, got swept by the Red Sox, took all three games at Chicago, and then took 2 out of 3 at Detroit. Their offense has been good. I think the biggest storyline in the last two weeks was Alex, Mano- Alex Manoa returning to the rotation, had a good start, six innings, gave up one run, five hits, and eight strikeouts, got the win there. Good to see him. I was watching that game. You could just tell that he had way more confidence. He was talking to himself, you know, when he made a bad pitch, making little adjustments, had confidence and swagger. That's the Alex Manoa that they were expecting from an all-star season last year. Going into this season, he's going to prove a very pivotal rotational spot for them. Kevin Gossman had a good start. Unfortunately, they didn't get no hit against. Uh, but their pitching's been fine. Romano gets to have the all-star game, uh, you know, as a replacement. So, Blue Jays are in a good position right now. They're third in the AL East. They're definitely competing for a wild card spot. They have the bullpen. They have the rotation. They have the bats. I really do believe this is going to be a playoff team and a team that's going to be a sleeper come October. Yeah, definitely. This pitching has been uh, very up and down. I mean, Gosman, he's been solid all year. I was last three outings, 0-2 with 3.65 ERA, 17 innings, 26 strikeouts. Kikuchi's definitely been up and down all year. Bassett, uh Definitely been up and down. We've seen him not even make it out of the first inning uh, in a game. Uh, 1-0, 3 ERA in 16 innings, 600 runs, two home runs with 21 strikeouts. Uh, Nate Pearson's been really solid as uh, middle of that middle game relief pitcher. Uh, I believe he's now 5-1, and one, uh, dropped the ERA down. His last couple of outings, I believe, did get a save for himself. Um, Manoa in his one start, six innings, one run, eight strikeouts. Uh, just very dominant performance. Romano's three for three in his last three save opportunities. Like you mentioned, uh, 
with Manoa, it seems like he has to have like the swag to him. Like he has like this big personality. I don't think he was showing that, letting himself uh, be that person earlier this year. So I think he kind of found that back, found that out, and then it kind of like found found himself back on the mound, uh, like how he, how he should be. Uh, Bo Bichette in three fifteen though with a home run, six RBIs, three doubles, six earned, six runs. Springer has three home runs, eight RBIs. I believe he made history the other day with the most uh, leadoff home runs. Uh, I believe he passed Ricky Henderson just the other day. Uh, Vladdy had two home runs from himself. Whit Merrifield surprisingly had three home runs. Chapman, two home runs. Uh, just overall, his team's been uh, hanging really well as of recent. Pitching has been uh, on it, especially with Manoa coming back. Last but not least, the Colorado Rockies are 34 and 57, 3 and 7 in their last 10. Three games set versus LA, they lost two out of three, lost two out of three versus Detroit, lost two games to Houston, and then most recently just lost two out of three to San Francisco. Kyle Freeland had a good start today, six and one thirds innings. He did leave with injury. His shoulder did pop out after making a diving attempt at a play. For the Rockies, they're really just in that rebuilding phase. They made a couple of big selections, Cole Correg, and they also got Tennessee ace Chase Dolander, ninth overall. So you do look at the pitching perspective for the Rockies. Um, guys like Diaz being the catcher for them have, has, has, been, has been successful. But I think the biggest thing with the Rockies is building a pitching repertoire, especially playing at Coors Field. Having good pitchers is definitely going to help propel them for the future. But it's been a des- definitely a disappointing season, and they're really going to look to continue building that rebuilding phase and move forward in the right direction. Yeah, they're in primary build. You say uh, last but not least, I think they are last and least uh, in this league in the MLB. Uh, this team has not been good. I mean, Austin Gomber has been better. Daniel Bard, I believe, is someone who could get tra- traded, especially with a couple other guys in this bullpen. Uh, there's apparently been rumors that teams have been calling about Bard and potentially a couple other uh, their bullpen guys, so we could see them on the move for young pieces. Uh, Jerks and Profar hitting 308 uh, this past in this past 10 games. Stolen base, six walks, six strikeouts, five RBIs, two doubles, three runs. Zuko Tovar is taking that next step this his last 12 games. Three home runs, 13 RBIs, one double, nine runs. Uh, CJ Crone with a home run, three RBIs, one double, five runs. It's coming back from injury. Uh, Ryan McMahon's uh, cooled down, but still had two home runs, four RBIs, four runs. Gritchick had two home runs, five RBIs. Uh, three doubles for himself with six runs. And overall, teams that hang well, Brian's been uh, hitting 250, the home run, two RBIs, a double, four runs. So it's coming back from the IL. And Nolan Jones has definitely cooled down. He 154 uh, from, his hot, from his hot start earlier this year. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter, The Truth as One. To stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value, make sure you follow The Truth Twitter page because I will keep you guys updated, especially with this weekly MLB show. We're excited to bring you guys some fantasy football and regular football, as well as NBA podcasts coming up too, so make sure you stay on the Twitter for that. On top of that, I've been in the works to creating some The Truth merchandise. So the Truth shirts will be coming out shortly, so make sure you guys stay on the lookout for that. But until next time, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night.